0: This, 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 this is is mythical.
1: Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. It's time for another conversation with someone interesting from the internet. And that week... That week, that week, you know that you week? Remember
0: that week <laughs> yeah. where we did that interesting person conversation?
1: Yeah, well, I meant to say this week or but, that person. But it did happen that week. That interesting person this week is super popular Australian by way of South Africa vlogger Troy Savon. That's right. Now, we caught up with Troy
0: during our time in Orlando at Playlist Live. So, um we met I think we met him in passing once before. Very briefly, I think at the Camp Dakota premiere, he was there, and uh, Mamrie introduced us because they were friends uh, when their time when they spent time together in Australia. Right, but that, I digress. My point is, he sat down with us in the vestibule of mm. our hotel room. It's really just sort of the front front part of the suite. I'm just making a point that, like, we weren't like the foyer sc- schoolgirls having a slumber party. In, in like our hotel room, we like had chairs and. But it was it, pretty professional. But but st- but still pretty intimate. I th- you know uh, first of all it, it maybe it'll sound a little bit different to you. But I'm wondering if you can sense an added level of candor in this ear biscuit. Is that the, your be- way of apologizing
1: we a, for the maybe the the low audio quality? I think it sounds
0: pretty good. No, uh, I'm not apologizing for anything. I'm saying to you, the listener. If you sense an added level of candor, it's because the conversation was happening in our living space. Okay, yeah. It wasn't, you know, this round table of dim lighting that we're sitting at now. Right, and you might hear like... It's here
1: in the studio, but it's not, you know, in
0: like our home.
1: Right, and you might hear like the ice machine down the hall or maybe someone knocking and saying housekeeping. That's also because it was in a hotel room. But I don't think any of that happened. Neither of those things happened, but if you just happen to hear them, maybe somewhere in the ether... I like to use the word ether. That was all the, that was about. I'd okay.
0: like to use the, the <laughs> term uh, ice maker. Okay. Uh, well, how
1: about an ice breaker? Or an ether maker. Um, Can we install an ether maker here? Mm, no, because it'll, it'll kill you. It's poison, make you go to sleep. Okay, if you haven't seen Troy's content, here's some uh, context for you. He's an 18 year old. 18 year old. He's, <laughs> he's, he's on Roids. No. <laughs> and uh, he's yeah. not on Roids. I'm sorry. I'm having a hurting, lot of trouble. I'm having a lot of trouble today. You're hurting. It's okay. It's, I'm going to be fine. Don't worry about me. I have not had a stroke, as far as I know. He's there's 18 a, years old. There's
0: a certain point when we're doing this that I have uh, the realization that the person we're talking about is listening. And that's one of those moments. Like, <laughs> Troy himself is listening to this Ear Biscuit, and,
1: you know, you just said he was on roids. <laughs> we, we never, listen, I never claimed to be a professional. That's not why I'm doing this. Sorry, I Troy, never thanks said for I, listening. I'm not trying to win some award for this show, okay? Okay, Sorry. so what Rhett's trying to say is Troy has amassed a huge
0: YouTube fan base. I'm talking almost 2 million subscribers, 73 million views, and arguably just one year as a vlogger.
2: I get the shivers quite a lot, and um, I was just wondering, what the f*** are the shivers? I mean, they happen mostly after I pee, but you know what, I'm actually going to Google this phenomenon. I get shake, shake, when I wee, wee. Hmm. No results. Troy's also
1: an actor in traditional media. He was actually in X-Men Origins Wolverine as the young Wolverine. Right, before he was 12 years old. I I, uh, honestly haven't seen that. Oh, I have. I don't remember Troy. I Just because, you know, I didn't didn't know him at the time. But now I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to watch it for Troy. He looks a lot like a young Hugh Jackman the more I think about it. Maybe that's why I got the part. That and he's an amazing actor. And his skeleton is made out of, uh, what is it, stuff they're made out of? Adamant, adamant, Adamantium? I don't know, I'm going to get in trouble now. Adamantanium? <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. I think I might have been right on that one. It's not titanium, that's all I know. Right, it's, it, it starts with an atom. Uh, so he's, I
0: haven't seen the movies, why are you asking me? Well, but he's been
1: he's been in that movie, and he's also the star of South Africa's box office-topping film series Spud, which, as he describes to us, is kind of like the Harry Potter but just for South Africa But it's huge in South Africa He's the lead He is Spud He's a big deal And the, uh, the third in that trilogy Is coming out uh, this coming December
0: And the third in the trilogy of, of his talents Includes his, his vocal ability So uh, here's a clip of that from his channel And I don't wanna
2: let this go I don't wanna lose control I just wanna see the stars with you I don't want to say goodbye someone. Tell me why. I just want to see the stars with you. Now,
1: Troy is really the first person that we've talked to from this group of British-slash-South African-slash-Australian vloggers who are quite possibly the most talked-about phenomenon on YouTube right now. These guys are just taking YouTube by storm. Translation,
0: the demographic that we are most jealous of.
1: Yeah, 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 right. I mean, we don't get the screams. Well, it's kind of like the Beatles of YouTube is how I describe this this crop of guys. And he's de- he is firmly planted in that group. I
0: mean, yeah, like needing a security detail at, at a playlist. No, he, he's
1: on roids. He doesn't need security.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Troy also uh, talked to us about... Uh, the different experiences he had in coming out to his family and then later to his fans. And I'll say for for me as a parent, there were certainly aspects of his story that were particularly inspirational to me Mm -hmm. in in discussing how his parents related to him.
1: Um, So you can listen for that. And we discussed the speculation around his friendship with Tyler Oakley, specifically answering the question or asking the question, is Troiler a real thing? And what's the deal with this secret project he's working on? Okay. Here, it are you is. ready? Our hotel encased ear biscuit with Troy Sivan.
0: Um, I think Stevie either gave you or started to give you like the rundown on on what we do or whatever. I've
2: had a bit of a rundown from Tyler. Okay. And Grace. Okay. And apparently, you guys like us, like hard hitting. Really? <laughs> I about. Myself and I was so scared. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I'm prepared for it now. I meant I thought this is gonna be like, woo, like you know, just like a normal kids show or something. But nope,
0: <laughs> like just have Apparently fun not. and just shoot the breeze, kind of a thing.
2: Yeah, kind of like what I did on the main stage. Just yeah, but no, I, I'm excited for it. I don't think that anything else exists like this on online. So I'm excited about it.
1: Well, I'm I'm glad you think that. Uh, that might be true.
2: I well, mean, no, because it's cool. Yeah, because with youtube we're very in control of what we share you know what i mean very edited so it's very very edited and the like the image that we put out to everyone is is what we want you know so that's why it's exciting i think like i'd be excited to watch i'm gonna go go listen to like everyone's after this because i'm just i'm excited to hear Mm -hmm. a bit more of like a real perspective on people
0: it sounds like you they did give you a good primer like what did tyler say specifically he was like hey
2: he was just like it's like intense. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he's like, no, like really intense. I was like, what What, what do you mean? Like, are they going to, what are they going to ask me about? He's like, I don't know, just like intense stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. So <laughs> that's it. Like, it's going to get intense. It's, yeah, man. it's literally, that's the
1: word that I've been hearing. So I can't promise that it won't, it won't get intense at some point, but right. I'm not, we're not going to start with intense. I, that's I fine. Yeah, we're, we're, I want to start with the pea shivers video. Right. That's because I, I've got an answer for you. I mm-hmm. mean, in, in, in the video. Does oh, to yeah, you? What, what
0: was the
2: name of that video? I get the shivers when I pee. I think, <laughs> pretty yeah. simple. I, I'm I the- I'm a huge fan of using whatever title I want. Just for, you know, I, I think a lot of what I do on YouTube is trying to get as many people to watch what I do as possible, sure. and then like try and impress them in the, like the three minutes that I have. And you know, so whatever it takes to get them to originally click, I'm like all for it. But then once they're watching, I'm like, hey. I'm, I'm doing something that hopefully you might like. But you interest. did
0: you did talk about getting the shivers when you pee?
2: Yeah, and you well, didn't, you, dim, kinda,
1: you demonstrated, you illustrated, it. right? It. Yeah,
2: no, yeah, I, it happens to me all the time. And I, I said to my, I thought I was like making this hella relatable video, and I spoke to like all of my family members, and it had never happened to any of them. So I was really nervous to put up that video. Have you guys ever got the shivers when you pee? Oh, of course. Okay. Good. Oh yeah, I, I think look,
1: it's a relatively common thing. I desire it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're like disappointed when you pee and you don't get the shivers.
0: Yeah. I'm 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 like, how can I induce this? Well, I phenomenon? know I
1: know how you can induce it. How? Okay, so I did a little research for you because you said you wanted some scientific advice and yeah. I, I specialize in scientific advice.
2: Right. And no, he, uh, especially in P Shivis, you yeah, specialize exactly, in yeah.
1: when it comes to like bladder related things. So <laughs> um, it it happens usually when you have a really full bladder okay. and you are standing up. Okay, those two things mm-hmm. are usually uh, a factor. And it's because when you pee, your your blood pressure changes and your nervous system has this response to it. I don't know exactly what happens with your nerv- nervous system to basically uh, account for the fact that your blood pressure is going down, I guess because your bladder is emptying. Right. And it causes this response that sometimes results in... It's almost like an overstimulation thing where all of a sudden you are shivering. That's the... That is the prevailing scientific theory. I probably kind of botched it because I just looked it up really quickly, right. just so I'd have an answer for you. But that's it, it is scientific. There's I'm gonna, nothing I'm gonna, wrong gonna, with you.
2: I'm going to hold in my pee for the next like couple of hours and stand up and <laughs> yeah. see if it happens. If it does, I'm going to be so excited because then I I can control it. <laughs> right. For I me, mean, it's always been this like mystical thing that happens every now and then, uh-huh. but not really, not really all the time. And it doesn't happen uh, when, when you're sitting down,
0: seated and peeing. Yeah, is what I've been told. Mm-hmm. And I and from, also experienced, but what, yeah, what, I sometimes sit down to pee. I'm but, not going to lie. Well,
1: from what I've heard, you sit down to pee quite a bit, which I, I heard really? about that, and I I questioned it. I mean, it's your prerogative. It's your house. It's your pee. Well, there's uh, it
0: just minimizes
1: the uh, splash and spray,
0: right? Yeah, the missing, potential,
2: the missing. It minimizes my mom getting really, really angry at me because I'm because I miss and hit the hit the toilet seat.
0: So. Oh, you said mist. I thought you were saying misting. Like <laughs> you pee in a
1: mist. Because <laughs> that is a problem. You do. You do. Do need to see a doctor. I'm going to make a video that about is that. Case. Is that
2: relatable? Does that happen to everyone? Right? <laughs> I pee in a mist.
1: That's
0: normal, right? That's your. That's the video title. Yeah, that's the title. So you're in the in the comments below the video. You didn't see a lot of your audience relating to the shivers. When no, you no, beat? I did.
2: I did. I saw. Um, I was just genuinely interested I wasn't sure if it just happened to boys if it happened to girls. Did you find that out? That's something it, that I'm it, quite interested in. It does in. not
1: happen to women in, unless in, they in, stand in while ne- peeing. nearly as much because no, they don't because stand. they typically sit down, right? And they also wow. their bladders are uh smaller uh than men's on average. So, yeah, it doesn't happen. I, the, the factors I'm are not so in place. Interested. And and I and I would assume uh you you, you know the demographic breakdown of your audience like yeah. girls to to yeah. guys what
2: what is it? It's like a solid 80 20 or right. 90 10 I can't remember it's one of the two
1: Right so you've got these girls who are watching so they're like we can't we
2: can't relate right. to yeah. that that doesn't happen Maybe to that us. video was a flop and I didn't even realize <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah well you got to take that into account next time
2: Right yeah hmm interesting I Which mean thought?
1: It,
0: when you talk about flops it doesn't seem like any of your of your videos are flops you I mean you're breaking a million views per video pretty much on like a weekly basis, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's starting to get up there, yeah, That's and um, it's crazy, like I didn't ever expect for that to happen, I posted scene videos for ages before I ever posted my first vlog, and I literally never ever looked at the view count, like it was just something views and subscribers just were nothing to me, it was more about just putting the videos out there just to see who would ever watch them, and I, my manager found me doing them, and you know it really did change my life, regardless of the view counts, you know, um so for me when I started like you know becoming like a, a youtuber and consistently uploading and everything, um, all of a sudden it was like a whole new world to me with like views and things like that and I, I still I'm not like as into it as I think a lot of people are. like I really don't I, I love celebrating milestones, but I don't really look at my subscribers and views all that often. I just try and make for me, it's always been about trying to make um, videos that I'm proud of. It sounds, on a,
0: but still on a consistent basis. Kind well, of no, you?
2: that's the thing. So, because I want to make videos that I'm proud of, and I've been traveling a lot over the last like year, um, and because of the traveling, it's hard to make videos that I'm proud of because I'm shooting them in hotel rooms and things like that, you know. So, I'd rather just wait until I got home, and because I'm not home very often, the video consistency has kind of slowed down, which okay. is not something that I'm happy about. But at the same time, I can't say what it is, but I'm working on. Like over the last year, I've been working on some. Pretty, pretty, like exciting stuff, mm-hmm. and um, it'll all become clear in a couple of months. What, well, you'll, you'll, why i have been—you'll been tell us by the end absent. of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this I is too early.
0: I'm like it could we'll, we'll put, We won't. We won't push you yet. We'll, we'll get um, some details. You were born in South Africa, is that yeah.
2: right? Yeah, Johannesburg.
0: Okay, so how long did you live there?
2: I lived there till I was two. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. so, so no, I, I, no
0: memories of that.
2: No, well, I, I've gone back a lot because I did this um, South African film series called Spud, and um, there's, yeah. there's four books, and we've made three movies so far. They're kind of exclusively like the, the, they've got they're getting an iTunes release in the US, and they had an iTunes release in Australia, um, but nothing crazy. But in South Africa,
0: so it's like an indie film that it wasn't theatrical release.
2: No, in South Africa, it had a theatrical release and. Um, it's like bigger than Harry Potter there because really? yeah the books are like the best selling books in the country because it's by South African author and everything so um, over there it's kind of like this crazy phenomenon and um, yeah everywhere else it's kind of quiet though but and what so basically I've, the I've been back I've been back a lot to shoot those um, the films are about like a boy who goes to a middle class boy who goes to he gets a scholarship to go to an all boys boarding school, like an elite all boys boarding school. And it's kind of like in the nineties in South Africa. So apartheid is kind of coming to an end and everything. And um, it's basically like, it kind of is like Harry Potter just minus the magic, which sounds boring, which, but yeah, it's not, not it's, 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 of, it's not boring. I don't and, know. It's, and more it's, cleavage. Right. Yeah. No, it's just, it's a lot because of like, it's a lot of like some, puberty stuff and right, growing up. It's, it's a coming of trailer. age, coming of age film. percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, oh, and you're the star of this film. I guess, yeah. You're the Harry
1: Potter of Spud. I'm Spud and Spud. Okay, so, it's yeah. Spud. Mm-hmm. You are Spud. Mm-hmm. And is it John Cleese in it?
2: Yeah, John Cleese is in it. Yeah, I it's mean, cool. It, dude. This is
1: this is a this is a big deal. He's so awesome. Um, and you, when when did you start doing that? How old were you when you did the first Spud? I think I was like 15,
2: maybe 14,
1: 15. Okay, so this was. I would assume that the success of Spud worldwide has been helped by your. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of a,
2: I've only been doing YouTube for a year. So when Spud 2 came out uh, in South Africa, Spud 3 is coming out this year. I hadn't really started YouTubing. So between Spud 2 and Spud 3, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how like the rollout goes of Spud 3 um, now that I've been doing the whole YouTube thing. And on top of it, when they were looking for another character comes into Spud 3 and his name is Garlic. And they were looking for someone to play it and um, they found Casper Lee on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You guys know Mm -hmm. Casper? Yeah. He's South African and they were like, you know, he's cool. He went and he killed the audition as it was and he's got this online following and he's like perfect. When you read the character description, when I read it now, I'm like, oh my God, Casper. So is Garlic
1: like a a villain character?
2: No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just a smelly one or something? No, he's just, I don't know. He's just kind of a little bit, he's an interesting fella and so Casper played him yeah perfectly i love casper to death yeah yeah and uh and you guys have collaborated yeah we've collaborated he's honestly like he's honestly one of my favorite youtube like i love 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 casper and spending those couple of weeks together in south africa shooting the movie and then like that's one of the coolest things that i think about having youtube friends is is that like casper and i over the last like year that we've known each other have hung out in like florida la london cape town johannesburg like just crazy 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 stuff and to like have these life experiences with people is really, really, really yeah. awesome. And also I think what I started to realize a little while ago because, of, because I've been traveling so much is um, that even if I was to have like really, really strong relationships back home, which I kind of do, even those would be long distance relationships. So to have people who are always like meeting you in these places, like to have YouTube friends is mm-hmm. something that I really, really am starting to cherish because like, you know, you're not really going to see anyone who lives consistently in one place because you're not consistently in one place. But if you're all kind of like meeting up all over the world... It works out. Yeah, it it works out.
0: Okay, so at the age of
2: two, where did you move? To Perth in Australia, Western Australia.
0: And that's still kind of home base for you? Like, parents live there type thing?
2: The whole family lives there. Okay. Um, Siblings? Yeah, I'm one of four. Um, Got an older brother, then it's me, younger sister, younger brother. Mm -hmm. And um, what
1: took you to, what took your parents to Australia?
2: Um, I think it was mostly the crime in South Africa. Um South They Africa's, wanted more crime or yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> don't know which way it got here for crime. the crime. <laughs> no, um yeah. So I think it just kinda started to get a little bit um crazy there and you know, walls around houses kept on getting higher and more and more security cameras and electric fences and things like that. And apparently my older brother, he was four at the time, he was like um are there any baddies in Australia? Like a bad guy? Are mm-hmm. there any bad guys? In- and my mom was like, no, there's no bad guys in Australia. And he was apparently happy about it. So at four years old for him to like comprehend that, cause you know, obviously yeah. your parents tell you, you know, if anyone comes up to you or whatever, like scream and run away or whatever, you know, like the, the, the crime there just kind of started to go through the roof. And, um, it's still pretty crazy over there. Like I, I, I get nervous to go back, but, um, I love it so much as a place. And I don't know if I, I don't know if it's still home, but like it, it, I definitely have a, a strong connection to it. So it kind of yeah. sucks that we had to leave, but you know, I love and Australia are your, as well.
0: What do your parents do in Perth?
2: My dad's a real estate agent and my mom is a stay-at-home mom. Okay. Yeah.
0: And you did a homeschool thing?
2: For a little bit, yeah. I, um, I started to kind of travel and do worky stuff like um, when I was about 14. That's when I did the, the Spud movies. I also did um, X-Men Origins Wolverine. So I started to like travel for acting and stuff.
1: But even before that, yeah, what I mean, because are you in a family of performers? Do your your brothers and sisters, are they into that? Like, cause I, you know, you, you go back to your first YouTube video where you were a 12 year old kid, right? Mm-hmm. You know, six years ago. Um, and, even, and I think your second or third video is like, you're performing on a telethon of some kind. Right. So you were obviously already, and even your first video, you were... You could sing. You weren't a kid who was just like, "I'm just gonna sing on YouTube." It's like, okay, you've been performing. So, how did that start?
2: I don't know. Like, I'm I'm not really from a performing family. My mom was a model when she was younger, um, and she did like a couple of like stage plays along the way, but um, nothing crazy. I was just kind of ever since I was really little. We've got like home videos of me, you know, hiding behind my parents' curtains in their bedroom and like popping out and singing Spice Girls and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I just have always, always, always sung. And then when I was about nine, I probably started doing like voice lessons and um, I, I I kind of started doing like events and things. Like I was kind of a boy soprano that I started to even travel even when I was like 10. I did like some stuff in Sydney and Melbourne and mm-hmm. performing at different like div- dinners and like events and things. Um, and then when YouTube came along, I I thought I'd I'd post on YouTube. And, and, yeah. was,
1: and was there any... Uh... Oh, uh, Troy, you should, you know, your parents like, oh, yeah, you, I don't know if you should do that. It was just like, oh, no, not that's, really. That's cool. I think,
2: to be honest, I think my parents were like pretty ignorant about the um, risks of being online at like such a young age. Because um, we had some really like dodgy people approach us that we were just so like, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, They said that they were someone that they weren't, and we were just like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, back then, to like
0: help out your career type
2: thing, yeah, like a manager kind of vibe, and it just did not end well at all. So, um, yeah, I think it just kind of is one of those things where we weren't really aware of all the risks and stuff, but um, we just started to see like positives right away. Like my first ever ever video, it's now deleted, and I, I wish I still had it, but I don't. Um, Lisa Levy, who's a YouTube singer, she yeah. was she was featured on the front page of YouTube back when that was like a big deal mm-hmm. for a, a song An Angel and um, I posted a video response of me singing like literally a 10 second, it was like a live webcam cover um, because I saw she was replying to comments right there and then and I was like starstruck because she had a million views and I couldn't believe that she was like replying at that exact moment. So I um, yeah, I posted that and she commented she was the first person to comment. So Right from the very, very beginning, there was like this. I like ran to my parents, and there was like this positive energy around YouTube. So, <coughs> mm-hmm. I think that even if they didn't really know what it was, we all was just like we were all just dumbfounded that you know my video had like a thousand views in like two days or whatever it was. It was right. You saw it, a response. Immediately. Yeah, straight away, straight away. I've I've never really not had a re- response. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's always been a good thing. I think.
1: Right, but it wasn't. I mean, you obviously didn't immediately. Become a YouTuber, I mean, you go back over those no. last, you know, those years, and you did a few videos a year, you mm-hmm. know, you would sing something here or, or that kind of thing and make a video here or there. But weren't you discovered by mm-hmm. uh, like a casting agent or director on on YouTube?
2: Yeah, so I was a manager um, in LA, but um, he told me, his name is Rod, and he's amazing. I'm still with him, but um, he he's not a, a music manager, really. So he saw me singing, and he was like, hey, have you ever tried acting before? And I was like, no, but I'm keen to give it a go. So he's like, okay, cool. I'll send you through any auditions if I get them. And um, the first one was for X-Men Origins Wolverine. And so I, my mom and I like, Googled how to do an audition, like how to film it and stuff like that. And we learned how you know you have to say your name and everything like that in the beginning. And we did that and um, Googled how to even export like a video file and send it like to someone. And we did it all ourselves at home. So it was and, a
1: video audition. Yeah, it was, you a, it was an it.
2: on-tape audition. You didn't have to and, fly to LA or anything? No, no, no. no. We emailed it. And, um, yeah. Did you
1: have to shave your head?
2: Nope. <laughs> why, wait, why would I shave my head for Wolverine?
0: Uh, the X Men uh, dude.
2: Wolverine? Wolverine has plenty of hair. He's like a hairy dude. Magneto? Uh,
0: Professor Xavier.
2: Professor Xavier. No, 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 no. Wolverine. You weren't auditioning. No. <laughs> you were
0: au- but you weren't auditioning for Wolverine's part. Young Wolverine. Baby Wolverine. Oh, he mm. had hair?
2: <laughs> like on his head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not like chest hair or anything. Got it. Yeah. And so you, I still don't your first
0: that. audition ever, you <laughs> got the part. Yeah. Like, how many rounds of auditions were there? Just one. Just one? Yeah. I mean, do you, where is this audition tape? I is still, it on your YouTube channel?
2: I guess I should upload it. I still have it, I think. I think I've still got it. You should. You it's should probably in really, it. really bad quality. But that's, but that's perfect. Yeah. I hope I still have that, actually.
0: Yeah. I mean, wow. That's nostalgic,
2: yeah, man. Yeah. That would be crazy to watch back now.
0: Well, is it the type of thing that you felt like, wow, this is happening, or because it happened so seemingly effortlessly. I mean you had to Google some stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that's just not how things happen. I don't even know how to do an audition and now I'm I'm playing Wolverine.
2: Right. No, well that's the thing. I I think That was your perspective. I've kind of got a fear that um one day things are gonna stop working out because <laughs> I've been so like been yeah. possibly lucky in my life. Like, literally, this that kind of stuff doesn't happen to people. And it happens to me like all the time. And I'm just, I'm really, really, really thankful that it does. But I don't, I don't really get it. I don't, I don't know why, why it happens, but it does. I, I don't know. It's just been, so what was the experience
0: like once you got the part? I mean, did you so know I didn't, that this, this is crazy? I'm just, this is going to be a crazy ride. I'm just going to enjoy it. Or were you like, oh, this is how it works?
2: No, yeah, 100%. I was like, a crazy ride. Okay. Freaked out. My mom came to school and like picked me up from school to tell me and everything like that. And, um, yeah. you're going to
1: be an X-Men.
2: Yeah. So it was, yeah. Right from then, I, w- I was in Sydney like two weeks later. We shot My Bit in Sydney at, uh, uni- Fox, Fox, yeah, Fox Studios. Um, and,
1: and how, and how many days was that shoot for you?
2: I think it was 14. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, and it was only like three scenes. So they take a long time to shoot, um, yeah. shoot the big budget movies. So, um, yeah, it was cool. There was, night shoots and things like that. It was my first time acting as well, so I I didn't know what I was doing at all, but um we had a really really good director and he was South African, so it kind of reminded me of my dad and like he called me like Troykie and Boykie, which is like a very South African dad kind of thing to do. Uh-huh. And um yeah, he just made me feel super super comfortable and um yeah, it was it was like a really 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 good experience. I loved every second of it. And then w- once I once I'd done that, my voice started to break and I kind of like freaked out because that had been my life since I was like nine mm. and I, now I was 13 and my voice started to change and I didn't recognize the voice that was coming out of my neck. So I, um, yeah, so I kind of, I freaked out a little bit, but then acting was like a, a, a like hundred percent kept me busy for the next like few years while my voice was breaking. So that was a huge, huge, huge relief. I like discovered my, my next thing that I wanted to do for a while. Cause I, f- I feel like, like, even though it was only a couple of years, Singing from like ages nine to thirteen was like it was like a big deal to me. I I sang like all the time at you know, all different kinds of things. So I felt like I had like given it a proper go, and I I didn't need a break, but like I kind of wanted to just you know give it a break and mm-hmm. try something else. So acting was like it came in at the perfect perfect time.
1: But what was that? You know, when did you decide? And was there a decision that was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to pursue this YouTube
2: thing. Like I'm going to oh, I've yeah. got a
1: strategy. And how did that start? And then what were the first videos like?
2: Um, so basically I, I saw like the vlogging trend well, I mean, obviously vlogging had been around and I, I've been watching YouTubers since like 2007. So, Mm. um, I, yeah. And I just, I kind of always thought that I could do it if I wanted to, but I wasn't sure. Um, and I didn't really know like where to start or whatever, but, um, I had a camera and I got back from Spud 2 and there was kind of like nothing really going on and, I was homeschooled already at that point. So I wasn't at school and I was just like, okay, well, what am I going to do with my time? So, um, yeah, I made an introduction video that was very, very like general in that it could have just been like, hi, you've been watching me sing on YouTube for a couple of years. Just thought I'd finally like introduce myself. Don't worry. I'm going to carry on posting singing videos. Nothing's going to change. Or it could have been like, hi, I'm Troy. This is, I'm about to start like this whole vlogging thing. And I posted it and then, um, Everything was fine and I, I made the next video, which was a challenge that I did with my friends or something like that. And um, I showed it to my parents and they were like, but wait, what's the point? Like, you're not, you're not singing. I don't, I don't understand. Which, what, what challenge was it? It was the salt and ice challenge. Salt and ice challenge. Yeah. But how does that work again? You put salt and ice in your hand and you clench it until it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then you
0: sing is what your parents were <laughs> thinking.
2: So my parents, yeah. My parents like, what? like, I don't understand. What, what are you doing? What's, what's the point of this? And I wasn't even sure if I was like making a stupid decision, but I did it and I didn't really get any backlash. So then like, it, and I also noticed that, um, the videos like singers, they get views, but they don't necessarily get subscribers. And I started to get subscribers from vlogging and I was like, the, it, like blew me away. The, the difference in between a sing video and a vlogging video was like huge. So, um, yeah, I just started to kind of like consistently do it. And I just yeah carried on and on and on and I made them pretty consistently for like a year, um, every single week, hmm. and um, yeah. Now I said like I said it's kind of less consistent, but I'm trying to get it back up there to once a week. Right.
0: Now your your most popular video could be wrong on this is your coming out video. Yeah. At what point in the process did you make that decision? Kind of. I mean, you talk about this in, in the, the video, video itself, bit, yeah. but. Just kind of bring us up to speed on what went into your decision to making your coming out video.
2: Right. Well, I think um, I thought about it for a lot, like for a really long time before I posted it. Um, And I think because
0: you were, who were you coming out to? Just your audience? You were already out to family. Well, that's what I mean.
2: So in my life, it wasn't really an issue anymore. As in, I was 18 when I posted that video. I just turned 18 like two months prior. And, um, I, yeah, I, I, it, at that point in my life, I'd come at it when I was 15 to my family mm-hmm. and my close friends. So f- it had been like three years. And even though not everyone, I come from like a, it's a relatively small city. Perth is like 2 million people, but I come from a small community within Perth. It's the Jewish community of Perth is like 8,000 people or whatever. So everyone knows everyone. And we all went to one school and, you know, um, yeah. So it's, it was kind of And it was starting to like leak out there, but um, it was mostly just my close friends and my family. And I I don't tend to socialize in like huge groups of people. I tend I have like three really close friends, and that was it. So to me, it seemed like it was an absolute non-issue because the the people that I hung out with all the time knew, and it was so not a big deal because it had been like three years or whatever. So um, then,
0: was it a big deal at the beginning um, um, amongst that your family and tight knit community?
2: Well. I, I guess it was, but not necessarily in a bad way. You know what I mean? It was just like it was, it just took a little while to adjust to it and stuff like that. I think for me as well, one thing that I wasn't expecting that I don't think a lot of people expect when they come out was um, like it kind of felt in, invasive slash intrusive for me. Like I remember, <laughs> I, I don't want to say this, but um, the, the day after I came out was like a really, really, really hard day for me, to my parents at least. Um, I felt so like weird the whole day. I felt like obviously I think now that I think about it, it makes perfect sense because you're just you know you're telling someone a secret that you've just kept inside you mm-hmm. for 15 years but now and now all of a sudden the people that you live with know and, and I, how fe- did I felt you like do it? when I told how did I tell them yeah I told my dad in bed um just we were just talking and I, I'd been wanting to tell him for a really long time like you get to that phase where every single time you're alone with your parent it's like all you can think about and it like it just becomes all-consuming and Every time I was alone, I was thinking about. It. I was watching coming out videos on YouTube and things like that, and you know, I was on gay teen forums and things like that, and just trying to read up and get resources and stuff like that. And I just, I felt like I was going insane. Like I actually mm. felt like I was going a bit nuts because it was all I could think about it all the time, and um, just because it was like worrying me so much, and also at, we're at a really the age close of family. 15. Yeah. Okay. So we were re- we we're a really 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 close family. We're very very like tight knit, and so for me to have this like. Stress and weight and pressure and all these worries that they knew nothing about. It was like that was also stressing me out. I felt like I shouldn't have to be like that, and I didn't want to lie to my parents, and I didn't want to lie to my brothers and sister. So um, I didn't want to lie to my friends either. So it just kind of it got to the point where I physically felt like I couldn't keep it in anymore. Right. I just I didn't want to live like that anymore. I didn't want to have this big secret. So um, and, and was
0: then, it a, was it a surprise
2: for them or I think it was um, as in. I don't know. I'm sure that I'm sure that there was always something in the back of their head that maybe like they questioned it. You know, like I said, I was jumping out and singing Spice Girls when I was like three. So um, you know, like little things like that. Um, but I was also I remember being super 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 conscious of being too feminine when I was younger. Like I, it was just something that I was very very aware of. Like no, don't do that. That's gay. I didn't even know what gay meant, but like yeah. I, it, it, I felt like it was a bad thing. So um, yeah, I, I I felt like I throughout my entire childhood I'm, I'm like. They, one time I came downstairs and I was wearing like a wig. My mom had these like wigs and I'd put on one of the wigs and they started singing like Troyella DeVille or whatever, like Cruella DeVille. Mm-hmm. And I started to cry my eyes out because I was like, Oh my God. And I must've been like eight or something like that. Right. But I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. They're going to think that I'm gay. And I didn't even know if I was at the time, but like it was, I just remember it being a serious, serious, mm. serious worry for me. So um, I maybe they had it in the back of their heads, but nothing nothing like they weren't like oh yeah we know it wasn't like that kind of mm-hmm. a reaction which some people get right um so yeah it, it it was still it was i think that makes it scarier as well sometimes i think if you think your parents know um you know maybe it may make it a bit easier but um yeah i didn't think that they really knew and they told me that they didn't really know
0: so how did they react and your siblings what was the no so okay so you were talking about the next day
2: yeah no so my oh. dad was completely fine with it so it was it was at night time We were just chilling on my bed and um, we started talking about religion and we got into the topic. I was like, if you could change anything about religion, what would you change? The Jewish religion was specifically because we're Jewish. Okay. And um, he was like, oh, you know, the whole gay thing doesn't really make sense to me. You know, why, why the Jewish religion isn't okay with that? And I was like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, And. I was like. And
1: by be- the way, <laughs> I was like,
2: well, because. And then I went like really quiet for like thirty seconds. It, well, it felt like an eternity. I don't know how long it was to be honest. It could have been five seconds. It could have been two minutes. Um, and my throat was like locking up and everything like that. And I just, I, I just said it. I was like, because I think I'm gay, right? And he, um, I'll like never ever forget the look that he gave me. Like, it wasn't it wasn't a look of disgust or it wasn't a look of, like, it was just like really really i think it was a look of love 100% because he just um yeah it's like, like his eyes welled up immediately or whatever and we just started hugging and um yeah it was it was a really 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 sweet moment i asked him if he still loved me and he told me that he did wow and um
0: so it was really in a he kind of inadvertently opened the door he, he kind yeah. of yeah. for you to say, this is who I am. And that, that
2: was what I'd been waiting for for weeks. I'd been thinking about it nonstop, especially when I was like hanging out one-on-one with either of my parents, yeah. it was all that I was thinking about. So I was waiting for something like that to happen. And as soon as he gave me that opportunity, I just kind of took it. But then, um, yeah. And so right away we, we spent like the next couple of hours just like talking in bed and catching up on like, you know, everything that I'd been thinking over the last 15 years that I couldn't speak about. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so we spent some time th- talking about that and everything and, then again because we're such a close family i understood 1000% i was like you don't you know you can tell mom you don't have to like lie to mom about it and um i woke up the next morning and it was like super super early i i had slept like maybe 2 hours cuz i was so like i just i was like shaking the whole night like i just it was a big 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 thing for me yeah. so um yeah and i woke up and he was like oh i've told your mother and i was like okay cool so then i sat i went upstairs and my mom was like troy sit down and, well, and what and
1: what is it uh what is it about the you know What are the dynamics of your relationship with your mother versus your father? That that did you anticipate that would be the way that would be? You would tell your dad, and then he would tell your mom, as opposed to, oh, you're going to because I think a a lot of coming out stories that I'm familiar with, the they you tell your mom first, right? So I think it was it's interesting to tell you know what do you what do you think? What's the dynamic there?
2: My dad's such a like a softy. Like we we've always had a really 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 close relationship just because um, from when I was about. I don't know, maybe like five or six um, up until right after I told him. So up until like 15, every Friday night, um, my dad and I would sleep together and we would like talk and everything like that before we went to bed and then we got to sleep. So we used to have like pretty like deep conversations about life and everything. We used to go on walks as well and like talk about, you know, I don't know, just life and bicycle rides and things like that. Um, so I, like I can understand why I told my dad first, but not that doesn't discount any like it doesn't discount my relationship with my mom as in i think it was equally probable that i remember a few days before i was in the car with my mom and she was speaking about like a gay person in our community or something like that and i was so 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 close to telling her then but i couldn't i didn't have the the courage or whatever at that particular moment i just wasn't ready so um yeah i i was fully prepared to come out to either of them or both if i if you know if i was going to tell both of them right. but at the same time i think my mom would have 100% been able to see my dad the next morning and see and be like, "Wait, what's up? Why are you acting weird?" And I'm sure that you know then he would have told her. Right.
0: Well, I think is a you know it's a testimony to you know your dad and I guess both of your parents' approach to being you know it, that's just not the type of conversation that you can have just out of the blue, just coming out. You know, first you said we were having a conversation about the parts of Jew, the Jewish religion that we would change. It's like, well, that, I didn't say it, but I was like, that's an interesting topic of conversation yeah. with your 15-year-old son. You know, I think it's a testimony of your relationship that you've had w- those conversations on a weekly basis your yeah. whole life. And as a father myself, it's inspiring to hear that. To You know, you're laying this groundwork of conversations with, it's not just a child or my son or daughter, it's another human being that... 100%. It takes a lot of work to have those type of conversations but yeah. then when you have to have the 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 awkward or the tough or the really weighty conversation you've at least laid the groundwork for it to happen mm-hmm. and and you know he opened the door for that to be a safe place for
2: you. Right. Well, I maintain that those Friday nights were they existed solely for me to eventually come out mm-hmm. like as in obviously i didn't know it at the time when i was like oh, wait can i sleep with you because like i don't know what happened maybe my parents had, had like a fight or something like that the first time that we ever did it and my dad and i got i got to sleep with my dad that night but um yeah some something happened and, and then i was like wait it's friday night can we sleep together again because we had like obviously had some cool conversation or something mm-hmm. so um yeah I, I don't know i think that and then, and then right afterwards, well, obviously I was fifteen at that point. So right after I'd come out, like it carried on for maybe like another three or four weeks, and then I was I just slept by myself, and it just kind of like <laughs> right, stopped it like happening. It, it served its. Purpose. I think I think yeah, I think that's what it, whether its purpose was, and it served that purpose, and then it was it was done. So I, I agree though, that was one hundred percent the groundwork that like that set me up to be so okay with with everything and okay with my parents.
1: Yeah, and so so you you came out to your family and and friends, and so you would. Had- you got to a point where that was just part of the conversation. That was well, he
0: was you having the, you, we stopped the, the story when you are talking about telling your mom, that right, yeah. your mom was like, sit down.
2: Oh yeah. No, so, so yeah. So my mom was sitting down on the couch and she was like, come like, sit with me. Let's, let's talk. Um, Because my dad was standing there. And he's like, try, I told your mom. And she's like, come sit down. And I, at that point again, my heart started racing and everything like that. And she was completely, completely okay with it. Like hugged me and, um, I don't remember her crying or me crying or anything like that. It was, it was like pretty relaxed. Um, I and mean, yeah, we just kind of spoke about it. And um, she was like to me, So you, you don't feel like you want to be a girl, right? And I was like, No, 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 I don't. Like, she shouldn't. I don't know. I, I think that was probably a sensible question to ask as well, because I think that, um, like, for example, I came out, the first time I ever, ever came out was to my best friend, and I came out as bisexual because I feel like it was like less. A big of a deal, yeah. You know, okay. than than coming out as gay. So, you know, I think my mom was just like covering her bases, making sure, you know, are you transgender? You know, like what's what's going on. Well,
0: but, there's medical costs associated with that. Ultimately, right. that as a parent, maybe you'd have to start budgeting for. for right, exactly. It's not so, like
2: braces. No. Um, so yeah, I think you know, I think she was just kind of like, it was straight away. It was all about me and um, my dad kept using the word a toolbox. He wanted to give me the toolbox to cope with everything that comes with being LGBT or being gay. Um, and he just wanted to make sure that, you know, I had someone to speak to. So immediately within like, within like a week or whatever, we went and, um, my dad's therapist, we went and we spoke to my dad's therapist, me, my mom and my dad, and we had like a session, like a group session. Um, and then I carried on going for a few weeks afterwards, just like alone to just like, I guess, get out all of the issues that I previously hadn't been able to speak about or, you know, still maybe didn't feel comfortable talking to my parents or my friends about maybe, you know, things like that. Um, and that was really, really helpful. So, and now I still have that therapist's number in my phone and my dad's always said to me, you know, if ever, ever, ever you need to give her a call or you want me to give her a call, just let me know and, you know, we can we can sort it out. So things like that, it was all about making sure that I was okay and had the, like the tools to, to deal with whatever was going to come because of this. You know what I mean? Right.
1: And so a few years pass and of course, then your YouTube career becomes what it has become. Mm-hmm. And so did you feel... Obviously, you didn't start by saying, "Okay, hey, I'm Troy and I'm gay." No, yeah. You you decided at some point, okay, well, I'm going to come out to my audience. Yeah, Uh, was that because you felt a sense of responsibility, or was like, well, I kind of feel like I've developed this relationship with this audience and it's time to sort of lay it all out there?
2: Well, it's interesting. I think it's I think it's probably both because um, it was definitely a thing for me of um, responsibility because I before I came out to my parents, the the thing that I turned to the the entire time was the internet. It was the only thing I like, I really knew how to do. So I think that that's why I was also um, like coming out to myself was kind of not easy, but it just, the whole process was okay because I knew I'd done some like Googling and things like that. And I knew that it was okay. So I knew that it wasn't a terrible, terrible thing. So for me, it was important to reiterate that message to this now, like almost, I think it was like 400,000 people that I, Mm -hmm. that were subscribed to me. And, um, then the other really, really big part of it was I was speaking to this audience more often than I spoke to like people who went to my school and more often than, you know, just people in my life that, um, you know, I was tweeting with them and speaking and just like legitimately having a conversation and relationship with this. It's fair enough. It's a large group of people, but with this group of people, you know, and, um, again, it got to the point where like I felt like I, I couldn't say certain things. It was literally like exactly the same as mm-hmm. how I felt around my friends and my parents before I told them. I just like I was like, I feel like I should be able to say this and and I don't even think it would be weird for me to to say this with this audience. I feel like they would get it and everything would be fine. So um yeah, like, like say what? I don't know just little things like
0: I have a crush on a guy.
2: exactly. I wanted to be able to tweet who my you know celebrity crush was or I wanted to be able to, you know, things like that. I just, uh, you know I just wanted to be able to acknowledge that and talk about that and ag- again I was so lucky that by that point everywhere else in my life it was such a non-issue that I was like why am I hiding this thing that I'm really really not ashamed of that could help a whole bunch of people like it helped me a few years ago like I can't forget how much the mm-hmm. internet I need it. you know I felt the responsibility to like be that for someone else you know yeah and um yeah I, and I even something like um before I told the internet I I got the advice of a few people and one of the first people was Tyler Oakley. I spoke to him on Skype, and I was, you know, it was like my first time speaking to him, and um, it was just on chat because I was too nervous to like do a video call or whatever. But um, yeah, and I, I came out to him, and I was like, and I'm thinking about coming out to my audience, you know. And he just he also kind of gave me advice and everything like that, and um, I just I really I just felt like it was it was time, and it felt odd to not be out to them. I don't mm-hmm. know, it just it got to that point, and I think once it gets to that point, that's when that's when you know that you're getting close to to doing it. And then on top of that, it, um, I think I think it's also made like real life easier because I haven't had to come out to someone in a really really long time in person. Because a lot of the people that I meet have seen my YouTube videos and right. things like that, so for me it's a big relief in real life. Like I, I, still get really, really, really nervous if I'm with someone who doesn't know, and they start like talking to me about girls or something like that. I'm, gonna, I like freak out because I haven't act to, I haven't act actually like had that awkward moment right. of saying to someone oh, I'm gay. Actually, like you're like here's my YouTube channel. Yeah, I, I, I send them. i am like, like subscribe watch to my Troy Savannah. Most,
1: most popular video. <laughs> you like pull it up on your phone we'll right there. Later. Yeah, just, just,
0: just watch this. I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be stand back in like here. I'll be back like a minute. Oh, no, um, I'll
1: just hold my phone and you can just watch my coming out video that is
0: your most popular
1: video yeah it's my most viewed video well and speaking of that it's like you know like you said it's it's so helpful for people to be able to see your youtube presence in this particular youtube video you had the the there's an interesting thing there's a lot of different dynamics here i mean one of them is that you get to craft your coming out story Mm -hmm. and edit it that was weird (laughs) and 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 put it out there having made it is there something that you would change about it you know, I'm, I'm certain you have an ongoing dialogue with your mm. audience about it, but you know, that video, that's the video people go back to, to, to you know, to be like, oh, he's gay. And here's the, here's the story. Any would, any, would you change anything?
2: No, I'm, I'm proud of that video. I think that, um, I think for me, there was a lot of time, like one of the biggest things before I was, before I did it was, why am I doing that? You know, like, why do I feel the responsibility to tell people about, you know, who I'm attracted to? on the internet, like, why am I telling strangers this information, this is bizarre. But then I reminded myself of, you know, the other things of thinking about how much, you know, this helped you when you were 15. And also you you want to be able to like have an open dialogue with people. So you need to like kind of make this first tough step kind of. Um, So yeah, I think that, I don't think I'd change anything about that video. I think that I emphasised that it wasn't um, everything about me. And that's something that I'm kind of also happy that I did is that I built the relationship with my audience um prior to to coming out so my my relationship with my audience is not based off of me being gay, and I didn't build my audience based off of me being gay you know it's, it's I don't run an l g b t channel you know what i mean i'm an l g b t person who who makes youtube videos that right. people you know that people hopefully enjoy so um yeah and i'm I'm proud of all of that, so i think I don't think I change anything about that video
0: hmm. What changed after releasing the video for you i mean did it change the complexion of your channel? I mean, you just kind of described what you were mm. and what you weren't. How you saw it, I Did think anything change?
2: Yeah, something's changed. As in, now I can do a skit again about my celebrity crush. I can do, you know, I can talk about that in a video. I can talk about a cute boy in a video and not have to worry about it. And um, I can tweet whatever I want. And um, I just, I honestly feel like I'm not hiding anything from the internet. Which I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. But um, I'm, I'm very much. You know what you see is what you get, kind of thing. Maybe I'm a bit more chill, like we discussed before. Um, you know, when I'm not on camera, but pretty much you know, they get me in a really like deep and honest way. They just they get me, kind of. Yeah.
0: And I, you know, watching vloggers and the most successful ones, I think there there has to be that connection. I mean, you you there has to be that authenticity that I'm not I'm not sure I'm editing myself. Yeah. But it's still me. There is that connection. You can't keep back who you are. No, it's just in like this innate sense that the audience will see through it. Yeah. You know, people no, who are just vlogging to be somebody they're not isn't going to
2: work. 100%. And I think, like, I've had this conversation with a, a bunch of people, and like, um, those videos, grace, it's grace, right? When she posts those videos of her, like where she's had like a big night out before and she's like in bed or whatever. And you know that she's either sick or she's had a big night out, but she's just kind of like chilled in her bed, making a video. Those are like my favorite videos. Cause it just makes her so like real and human. If she was like on every single day, I would, I think that, I don't know. I just don't think her relationship with her audience would be as strong as it is. Um, so things like that, you know, I, I'm, that's kind of why I started a second channel. I I just want to show people a much less like you know, edited and produced version of myself. Even though I do really, I really believe that my YouTube personality is just, a, it's a part of my, it's a part of my personality. It's, it doesn't consume me at all times, but I'm not like putting on an act or anything like that. I, yeah. I never act for my YouTube videos, you know? So, um, I think that's important as well. Yeah. It's just, it's like authenticity needs to, the authenticity needs to be there because eventually you're going to get caught out if it's not there. You know what I mean? Maybe you could fool people for a little bit. I don't really even think you can fool them for a little bit. Um but eventually people are gonna people are gonna find out what kind of person you really are
0: mm-hmm. is one of the things that changed after the video uh, was that your audience wanted to start putting you in relationships with people yeah. like that whole Troiler thing right <laughs> yeah so shipping you and Tyler together you guys are in a relationship now type of thing yeah that that I mean that's a result of
2: yeah no so that that out. changed I didn't I didn't think about that but um yeah. I had never really been shipped before. And like, I honestly say, I think Tyler's like the most shipped ship on, on YouTube right now. I yeah. don't know. It's just.
0: And how does it work? Explain it.
2: Basically, I think originally what it was is I admire Tyler Oakley so much as a human and as a creator, I think he's awesome. Right. So, and on top of that, when I was a young little kidling watching YouTube videos about being gay and stuff like that, he was one of the results that came up. So I've got a relationship with him that goes way back to before we met we met a year ago today actually it was on his birthday um so I've only really known him for a year in person but um I don't know I've I've just had a in my head I've had a the relationship of what I assume the viewers have with me or you know have with any youtuber it's like that cyber relationship where you feel like you know the person so um eventually then when I started kind of making videos and everything and he he paid attention to it which was fine this is before I was out and then I came out and then like a week later we collabed for the first time or two weeks later. And so it was the very next video. I think that it was so, and
0: okay, also, okay. So you come out and then your next video is, was with and Tyler.
2: Here, here's and on my top boyfriend. Of way, well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> and you said that, right? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, no, for sure This was not, all but, a marketing scheme for, <laughs> no, so it was, it just, it just really happened that way. I was in LA for, um, VidCon, I think it was. Yeah. VidCon. And, um, yeah, it was just, that was the next video that I filmed. I, I wanted to do a collaboration and Tyler and I had kind of become friends over Playlist Live and, again, I would come out to him so we had become really tight friends and um, we just thought we'd collab. And <laughs> I don't know, I guess people saw some sort of chemistry or something like that there that they just liked and started to... But also I think there's also that thing of, oh, he's gay, he's gay, they're going to... You know, I don't know. Do whatever, or they should. You, you guys should be together because you're both gay. It's like that same thing as like, oh my god, I I have a gay friend. Do you know blah blah blah? I'm like, I don't know every gay person in the world just because we're both gay. <laughs> we well, know right. each other. And how,
1: and how do you navigate that? Because uh, obviously there is um, like even if you if you search troiler, you know, on Google, you'll you'll get all these all this conjecture from people about oh they are dating and uh, people who just will not take that take no for an answer. They they right. just assume that that's the reality. Uh, you, you, you're obviously saying that that's, you're not in a relationship. You're just friends, and you happen to be gay. But surely people's perception of putting you and shipping you with somebody like Tyler, who's so successful, that's still got to be a positive thing for your brand, right? But how do you navigate? Are you already like, oh, I have to repeatedly clarify that we're not in a relationship? Or are you just kind of like, no, I'm going to let that tension just kind of linger out there?
2: No, for me, I think it's such, it's like, regardless of brand and stuff like that, I think it's a fun, I think shipping is an honestly, a really, really fun part of the online community and a fun part of being in like a fandom of some sort. You know, I, I ship two members of One Direction. I'm not going to say who, because I'll get like stoned to death by the people who don't (laughs) ship them. But that's the part that I don't like is that, you know, like it, it, it gets serious and weird and people take it, people get crazy with it. You know what I mean? But, um, and there's definitely been times where there's been like a strain, not on our friendship or anything like that, but like just this weird like pressure. Like I, I won't check my Tumblr tag for a few days just because I know that people are going to be, I don't know, either making stuff up or, um, you know, just kind of talking. And it stresses me out sometimes and it stresses Tyler out sometimes. But um, I think we, we're we in a really, really good place now, which is we are as in on it as our audience are. You know what I mean? So regardless yeah. of how real trailer is, it's fun and we're all enjoying we're all enjoying it 100 percent And um I love Tyler. I really genuinely do. He's an amazing, amazing, amazing person. And I couldn't be happier to have him, you know, be a part of my online existence. So um yeah, we're just kind of like we're enjoying it. It's, okay. it's, so it's not the
1: kind of thing that prevents you from you're like, oh, we can't do another video because of all of this. You're no, like no, no no, but
2: but at the same time, like now I'm like, I'll, I'll get excited if we're gonna post a video. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, everyone's gonna be so excited about this. They love they love us together, whether whether they think that we're friends or that we think we're dating. Regardless, I don't know, something about you and me hanging out really makes makes them happy and they're, they're enjoying it. We're making good videos together. So um, yeah, we, we get excited by it. You know what I mean? I'm, I did stuff on the main stage today with him at Playlist Live. Like I, you know, we do stuff together because people people like it and we enjoy doing it. He's my best friend. So why, you know, why wouldn't I want to hang out with him and do stuff with him on a daily basis? Right.
0: So you're dating.
2: no comment no comment
0: oh see it's just like it's just
2: one of those I don't know it's just it's like you said it's probably just better to leave (laughs) leave alone okay I see how it works okay so I love that you just said no comment (laughs) now I
0: feel like I just gotta press no I won't but I'll I'll leave an
1: awkward silence for a
2: second I'm happy to leave an awkward silence let's do that okay
1: we can also edit it to make it longer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or we can just insert the the mouth sounds, I'll swallow not breathing. Um, <clears throat> okay, so if, if we're not going to get that detail out of you, uh, we're gonna. How many details can we get out of your uh, your secret project that you're working on that you mentioned at the, mm. the beginning? Is, yeah, go.
2: I'll say it's potentially the biggest thing that I've ever done in my whole life, like what? work-wise. Okay, um, it's something that I've always, always, always wanted to do. It's something that I think the very, very diehard fans have like a clue of what it's about at least. You're going to be on Wheel of Fortune, aren't you? No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bigger than this. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But um, no, it's just something that I've I've been working really, really, really hard on for like, I, I guess just under a year now. And um, it's starting to get to the exciting point. But the, the reason why I don't want to say anything is just because it's too far away now and I don't want to get people excited yet because I, I just... You, know, I wanna, um, you I want to. You think know. that they
0: will get excited now and then not be excited when it happens?
2: No, not necessarily not be excited. But I just think I just think it's it's going to be funner for everyone involved if I'm just like, oh, by the way, I've been doing this for a year, and you guys are going to consume it in a month or two months. You know what I mean? Like keep it to where it's it's closer to people you, being able to get it.
0: You there's going to be a big launch.
2: Some, some but you've days. written it. Maybe. It took
0: a while to write, maybe. Yeah, hmm. and maybe I'm writing it now. Well, you're not done writing it, but you've written enough of it to it is written to be excited about now. it. Go uh, right? ahead, <laughs> it's written to go ahead and get in an, you've it is got the enough kind of people excited. Written. You know, this is bigger. You've got other people involved. Can I? Yeah. Can I see your palm? My palm. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna help me. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, but okay. Yeah, we've got the lifeline here, taking a left. Mm. Uh, it's, so
1: it's, it's, a, it's an, is that an actual thing.
2: It's how old
1: am a, I going to be when I die? It's an album. I can look at your um, your uh, your palm and tell it's a it's a blockbuster um, album. What if it's a film? What if it's a it, book? It's a it's an album, a film, and a book together. It's a big it's project. A box, it's a
2: box set. Of yeah, all right. Three.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a feature length movie mm-hmm. that's based on a novel that you've written, and it has a soundtrack. Featuring right. original songs from you, and that is awesome. I'm glad we can break that to your audience. Yeah, <laughs> is this type of thing that's
0: <laughs> going to be on, <laughs> Is this
2: going to be on your channel, or is this going to um, be
1: something that's going to be
0: out there somewhere else, or you don't know yet?
2: Probably a bit of both. I, I want. Um, I'm excited to be carry on making my videos while all this is happening because I think it's something that not a lot of people have done before. So I'm excited to have like a very hmm. close relationship with my audience while um while this is going on. You know. Whatever it is.
0: I'm still racking my brain. <sighs>
2: hmm. Okay. I mean, because
0: you've Black got the whole, done it before. you know, you've got the proven acting chops, you've got the, you know, the vocal chops, and you're in a blockbuster, you know, relationship. <laughs> <laughs> So you've got all you've got all these elements. It, Spoiler it, the movie. I think Red's saying it, it, it could be it could be anything. I think it that's an anything. exciting thing.
2: That's, that is what's kind well, of exciting about it.
1: And I think that okay. I think that sometimes and I I'm not gonna name any any names. I'm not even thinking of anybody in particular, but sometimes you you hear about people who've kind of come up through YouTube who especially someone who would Categorize themselves as a vlogger on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Who's like, I got this big project in the works, and you, you kind of roll your eyes internally, yeah, because you're like, huh, you're just a vlogger. Yeah, it's kinda- but I think the interesting thing about you is, yes, you you are a vlogger, but you're a lot more than that, and you're a talented guy who Thank can you. act, <laughs> who can sing. Uh, I, I assume can r- write things and create uh, original projects too. So, um, I think it's gonna. I'm excited about whatever it is and I think your your audience is obviously going to be excited about it but I'm also yeah. excited about what it what that kind of thing
2: continues to do for the for the community for the YouTube right. community because it's like there's real
1: stuff happening here.
2: No, 100% there's stuff happening and um one of my like I said one of my goals is though the stuff is very um I'm not going to use the term beyond YouTube because I hate that I think that's gross but it's just it's it's out of the space I'd say largely. So um I'm excited to keep up the the YouTube, like you know, just keep them engaged with with what's going on. That's why I can't wait to announce it. Like, okay. people just think I'm being slack and not uploading videos, but um, it's because got stuff going on. You're already shooting it. Shooting. Yeah, it's a film, right? <laughs> a film wouldn't take a year, would it? Unless I was writing the movie. I don't know. Maybe I'm writing a movie. Maybe that's what I'm up to. Hmm. So
0: it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we make a cameo? Is it too late?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess you could. Be involved in some capacity, yeah, like a rap cameo, because on the album part, <laughs> yeah, yeah throw, throw throw to a rap,
2: yeah. Will, will, that, will that work, or does it Red need to be Link more on the track? like a? Does it? Do we need to write a recommendation on the back cover? I mean, you could write a recommendation on a, a book or a movie, though. So
1: as long as we get yes. to say our name, like Timbaland says his name, and when he produces a track,
2: no, you do it Tim, like Jason Timberland.
1: Derulo. Do it like Jason
2: yeah. Derulo. Okay. You know, do that
1: we got to come up with Jason
2: Derulo,
0: DeRulo and. I think I'll just sing Jason Derulo. Oh, okay.
1: I was leaving. There.
2: Rhett and was... Jason
0: Derulo. <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah, that's uh, gonna be ego. that's gonna be
1: a little confusing. Well, this has been fun and insightful. We Thank appreciate yeah. the time. No worries. Yeah, that flew man. by.
2: Is it done? Is it over? Yeah. Wow. Cool. That, I mean, we we got as much as we could get out of you, and I didn't cry, so that's good. I yeah. thought I thought I was maybe going to cry because I don't know. We it's going to be intense. Uh, we can do that in post. Any any anytime, <laughs> anytime anyone asks me about, it, I'm going to be like, guys, it is so intense. You have no idea how intense that interview is. <laughs> We're going to put the uh, the voice crack filter on your voice the, in the middle part. <laughs>
1: There it was, our Ear Biscuit with Troy Savon.
0: I truly enjoyed uh, our conversation with Troy. I appreciated uh, him letting us in on his story. And uh, I think it would be great if you let Troy know what you thought. Uh, tell him thanks for being on the show. Tweet at him, twitter.com slash Troy Savon. That's Troy with an E,
1: S-I-V-A-N. Troy, uh, an E at the, at the end.
0: Yeah, T R O Y E. S-I-V-A-N.
1: I mean, I don't know where else it would go, but I'm just letting you know it's at yeah. the end.
0: And add hashtag earbiscuits Biscuits uh, so we can see that conversation, too. Let them
1: know what you thought. Yeah, first time we've uh, we've resorted to palm reading on an Ear Biscuit, which makes me think maybe we should do that every week. Because you thought it went that well? I, yeah, I mean, I think we might have a natural talent. What are you looking at when you look at a palm? How are you reading it? Well, you were the one looking at the palm. I know, but... you. I'm just asking. I'm going to tell you what I do. I just want to know what you do because if we're going to go into business together and open it up a okay. palm reading place, um,
0: well i I look at the I look at the hand where the palm is. <laughs> I mean that I've I've never really tried to do it. I, I I think um, well I I the thing that I would want to make sure we did was just couch the couch people's expectations. Ret and Link palm readers is very much entertain first, actually give. The future, probably never, but but I guarantee you'll have a good time, well,
1: and you'll kind of be holding hands with us. But I can, I'm really good at um, that's ma- worth something manipulating people and making <laughs> things up about them to make them excited about their future. I mean, that's what palm readers do anyway. I think the thing that we need to do is the logo. I, I'm concerned about the logo. It should definitely have a hand in it, though. Mm. Whose palm is it going to be? That's, that's kind of expected, isn't it? Yeah. But what if we read the
0: back of the hand? like what do you back call it? of the hand readers what do you call it? is there a short name for
1: back of the hand the unpalm reader mm. the alter palm reader i think it's backhand backhand readers the backhanders back the backhanders they they're, they're going to think they're going to come in and get slapped. slapped we can offer that for a fee okay we read the back of your hand <laughs> and then we backhand you
0: see this is this is our creative process people welcome to it <laughs> I think it's a pretty
1: horrible idea.
0: You want to know your future? Well, pucker up for this backhand. But I
1: do. I You're do gonna en- get slapped <clears throat> in the near future. I do enjoy speculating about people's secret projects, and that's kind of become a thing. Have you noticed that? You know, well, they don't want to talk about we, it. We need a secret project. We, everything we do is too public. Everything we do, we tell people about it. Let's do something secret. Let's start a secret society. Well, it can't be a palm reader business because we've let that cat <laughs> yeah, out of the I, bag. Well, I can come up with something else. I
0: mean, if we had kept that one to ourselves, we could have just said, and we also have a secret project. That's, that's how we could have we could have been talking about it like that. I I've, think we've missed
1: the opportunity. I've got an idea. Lesson, oh, you do? I'm not going to tell them about it, though. Is it secret? No, oh, very secret. Is it project-like? Uh, well, it can be made into a project.
0: Mm. Is it a science project? Do you
1: because know? I want a
0: couple of those back in the day. Mm, we'll no. talk about that later. No. All right, guys. Do you, do you know a chicken farmer? I know quite a few, actually. Okay, that's a key. In Don't idea. give them too many hints on our secret chicken farming project. <laughs> no, it's not a chicken farming project. Thanks for hanging out with us as we hung out with Troy and now as we speculate on what our how secretive our projects should be. Uh, Give us feedback by using hashtag EarBiscuits as
1: well on the Twitter. And leave us a review on iTunes. It makes a difference. We don't know exactly how it works, but we know that when you go on there and you show some love by rating and reviewing the podcast, listening to the podcast, it goes up in the rankings. More people hear EarBiscuits. More biscuits are made. More more love for the EarBiscuits happens and everyone is happier. And
0: we'll speak at you next week. You can count on us to to serve up the biscuit
1: and we can count on you to listen to it. so we appreciate that unless this secret project involves the chicken farm really really takes a lot of time and we, we may not see you next week but don't count on it we'll be here probably